0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Mystic Stew. My name is David Hansel, Intuitive Medium. A lot of people have asked me what it was like to die and to be in a coma. This is a short part of my journals that I have written afterwards about that experience. I hope this helps you, and I hope that you realize and come to understand that there really is no such thing as death. There's only a change in form, and your death is going to be depending upon your belief. So if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole, let's begin. As I begin to open my eyes, I realized that something was wrong. There was sweat dripping from my forehead and it was burning my eyes. The room felt as hot as an oven, yet I was shivering, and I felt so cold. I didn't know where I was or who I was, but the sun was shining through the windows with a painful glare. I didn't know what day or time it was. The walls of the room seemed to be alive, like they were breathing in and out, and there was a sour taste of infection in my mouth and a stench in my nose, and it felt as if my soul was seeping out through my pores. I tried to talk, but I couldn't. I just laid there in agony for what seemed like an eternity, but finally I gained a bit of composure. I fought as hard as I could to remember where I was and who I was. Then a small gift from God, maybe. A short memory. I was in my room at my parents' house, but they were on vacation. I thought, what did I do? That was all I knew for now. I had to do something, so I crawled my way out of bed and stumbled to the doorway. Everything was out of focus. And it was like looking through a window covered in Vaseline. I tried to find help. And I slowly walked down the hallway holding onto the wall. I made it to the living room and leaned on a chair. In a daze, I tried to hold myself up, but I was slowly in losing the battle. Slowly rocking back and forth. And I had a feeling. A feeling of sickness and fear. A feeling I have never felt before. I started to lose consciousness when I heard a voice say, What's wrong? You look like shit. I turned around and I could barely recognize the figure in the room, but it was my brother. And all I said in a calm voice was, Call an ambulance. I think I'm going to die now. I remember trying to say goodbye, but I couldn't get the words out. And then everything went black. Something happened now that is hard to explain. And it's hard to put the events I'm about to tell you about in any chronological order, as they seem to have all happened at once. No beginning and no end. They were just happening. There's no way to explain it, and there are no words for it. I didn't open my eyes, yet I could see. I was completely aware, and where I was felt familiar, but I didn't recognize it completely. All around me, it was black as night. It was, there was no stars and no moon, no wind and no smells. I didn't feel temperature. It wasn't cold or hot but it was very comfortable. It was perfect by definition. I didn't have a sense of having a body or see my arms or legs, nor could I feel a gravitational pull. I just felt free. I just was. There was a sound though, and it filled the entire space I was in, and it was musical. It wasn't any particular song, just a beautiful sound of voices like I've never heard before. I realized there was something standing next to me, or someone. I could not see them but I knew they were there this person or being felt like a friend this being was good and I felt safe and protected they motioned to me somehow to look forwards and what appeared was a beautiful light in the distance and I saw it from the side it wasn't just white it also had gold energy or an aura mixed into it and it seemed to come from out of nowhere from a slight angle from above, and there were thousands of people or angels or beings that were travelling into this light and through it, fading away into the distance. I smiled and thought to myself, Is this the white light everyone talks about? I had pictured it differently, but this still was amazing and beautiful. The being next to me spoke, not in words but in thoughts. I could completely understand. And the being said, that this is how we go to where we are from. Immediately, space became dark again and it disappeared. Almost immediately, small points of light started to show up. They were the most brilliant colors and some would form shapes, transparent shapes of amazing hues and dimensions that don't exist on our planet. I seemed to know them as if someone you knew here on Earth. They were my friends. I knew them and I was familiar with them. I recognized them as people, but they weren't people in the sense we have here. It was deeper than that. The connection was at a different level than what I once thought I knew, but I felt at home. Everything went dark again, and I heard in my mind, you have something to do, David. I didn't know what the voice was talking about. What do I have to do? Who are you? And more importantly, who am I? And they said, we will show you and in the blink of an eye i found myself lying on stone steps that led up to a large old grey building it felt like a church for thousands from thousands of years ago the feeling of it was not of joy or holiness it was colder and once again i felt as if i was dying i was then put in the position of an observer i was now watching that man lying on the steps for a moment i was relieved not to be feeling what this man was feeling He was desperate and lonely. He was sick and he was pleading for forgiveness. I can't do this anymore, he said. I promise I will come back, I promise. The people just walked by him and paid him no attention except for the occasional head shake. A woman in the window of the church-like structure was looking down at him with tears in her eyes. She was standing next to an easel with a painting on it. I could feel that this was his painting, but why she was there, I don't know. I looked back at the man and then I knew, I don't know how I knew, but he was an artist and was sick or poisoned by his own hand. I felt as if he didn't succeed in something, maybe his life or his painting or love. He lifted his hand up and motioned towards the woman in the window and pleaded. He said, Athena, and then he closed his eyes and he stopped breathing. The woman in the window faded away. And I wondered, was she really there, or was she just a hallucination that came from his sickness? Why I could see her too, I don't know. Now, this name, Athena, and that person would pop into my mind months later after this whole ordeal of waking up. And many people have described her to me, and she had long, dark hair. She would always stand behind me. They described the same woman. And it's extremely detailed. And these are people who don't know about this dream or anything else. But she always has long dark hair. She's always beautiful. And she was just the first of many scenarios that were to come and many people that I was going to meet. In a split second, I found myself back in the company of the beautiful colored lights again. They told me to be strong and to fight off anything evil or harmful that was going to come my way. I was to listen for a specific sound, and when I heard that sound, that it was going to be God protecting me, and that there would be no pain, and I would be safe at that moment. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was slammed back into my body, and I opened my eyes. What I saw was very disturbing to me. I was in a bright, cold, sterile room, and there were three women to my right and two men to my left, and they looked so odd to me. Everything and everyone was in two dimensions. It appeared I saw everything like a flat cartoon, although it was real life. At this point, I was still confused and I didn't know who I was or where I was. They kept referring to me as David, so I assumed that was my name, but a name at this point didn't mean much to me. I remember them saying they were getting me ready and I felt needles piercing into my hands and body. I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. I could not make a sound or move any part of my body. Everyone around me appeared to look worried. I prayed to hear that sound I was told that would mean God was here to protect me. And I screamed in my head, Please God, where are you? And then I heard the loudest sound of a telephone ringing. It was one of those old-style telephone rings from centuries ago, and it was loud. And then, boom, I was back out of my body and just resting in open space. It was beautiful, and I knew that was God's signal that he was with me. As beautiful as it was to be back in the midst of just being, I couldn't figure out just exactly what was happening. Different degrees of reality would just appear. They were like dreams. But I felt as if these were just as real as what I remembered actual physical life was. And it was happening all at the same time. The more I would try to explain it to myself, the more it confused me. I decided to just sit back and let whatever was going to happen just happen. And that was apparently the key to existing in this place. Because in that moment of acceptance, I started to appreciate the experience of this new life, this new way of being. I found myself standing in a huge, beautiful building that reminded me of Grand Central Station. It was a fantastic structure that seemed like it went on forever. The details in the construction were nothing like I've ever seen. The windows in the walls seemed to sparkle, and they had touches of gold, and they were in pristine condition. I knew this place, but didn't know where from. I was the only one there, it seemed. I walked around looking for someone to direct me somewhere, but I didn't see anyone. I wandered around for a bit until I came across a bar. I thought, a bar? Seriously? But it was different. I don't think the bottles contained alcohol, and it was beautifully colored water, and the glass were hanging from the ceiling was the cleanest, brightest, clearest glass I've ever seen. I decided to sit on the corner and on a bar stool. And as I sat down, I didn't feel the pressure you would feel from sitting. It was just like sitting on air, yet I was sitting on a stool. There wasn't any bartender, but I did hear a voice, and it said, So, did you just get here? And I answered back yes, not thinking of anything of it. the voice said, Great. Very cheerful. And he said, They will be here shortly. I nodded and said, Thank you. Not even realizing what was just said, I just waited. But a moment later, I happened to look down, and there was a suitcase. I assumed it was mine, but didn't remember having it but it was mine. I didn't know what was in it, but I felt like it belonged to me. I decided to take hold of my newfound position and said goodbye and thank you to whomever that voice came from and started to explore the station again. As soon as I stood up, the most beautiful staircase appeared in front of me. It was the widest, most luxurious staircase I have ever seen, and it was made of marble, and it was in white and silver etched with black veins. As I proceeded to climb, it felt effortless, like these steps were the most perfectly spaced steps. It didn't take long to get to the top, but when I did, I was right back in the same place I started. Only this time, four people were standing there in the distance. I walked towards them and thought to myself, Hmm, I'm sure I know these people. So I started walking faster, and I was excited to see somebody I knew, somebody I thought I knew. As I got closer, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was so excited. It was my grandparents, Louis and his wife Angeline, Frank and his wife Elizabeth. These were my grandmothers and my grandfathers who have been dead for some time, although they weren't dead at all. They were standing right here in front of me, as real as real can be, all four of them, and they looked terrific. They appeared to be the same age they were when they passed, but somehow they looked healthy and happy and youthful, but the same age they were when they died. Our meeting was to be bittersweet, though. They all hugged me, and the only thing they said was I couldn't go with them. And I said, go where? What do you mean? I have my suitcase, so I'm ready to go wherever it is I'm supposed to go. But they said no. Then once again I opened my eyes and found myself back in that sterile room. There were a few people around me that seemed to be working on me and I wasn't sure what they were doing. And they were talking as if I wasn't there, but I was. And I was laying there watching them. Although I felt nothing, no pain, no discomfort, I was so confused. Then I started to realize that I'm in an operating room, and they're operating on me. I thought, what happened? I didn't even know how I got there or or why I was being operated on. And even stranger, why didn't they put me under? I watched for a while, mesmerized by what was taking place. I'm sure they don't realize that I can see them or that I'm awake. At least I thought I was awake. How else could I see what was happening? The next thing I heard was, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And then a man whispered in my ear, you won't be able to speak for a while, but we think you can make it. Then once again, I heard the telephone ring. I thought God was coming again. And just like that, I was gone. Back into my weightless, quiet, comfortable world of peace. Back to the beautiful colored lights. The lights I now considered my friends. Well, as it turns out, this trip back wasn't going to be pleasant. I wasn't to stay in this place. And I wasn't going to get back. Yet, neither, not entirely. What started to happen could only be explained as a type of limbo, or what some might consider being a life review, only I didn't see anything good that I've accomplished. It was every terror I ever encountered in my life, every moment of sadness, every moment of despair and desperation, and not just mine, but others as well, not excluding the situations that could have happened in a stranger's life and the ones that did. The feelings of animals and of nature and destruction. I was feeling the sadness of the earth and the people. I was feeling the emotional pain of situations I can't recall. I couldn't tell whose feelings these were. I saw what it was like for animals before they went to slaughter. I was put in situations of the seconds right before being murdered. I was spared all physical pain but felt all the emotions. It felt like every single negative emotion all at once. Then came the darkness, and all I could hear was screaming, and it felt as if the walls were being torn down, peeled away as if a tornado was stripping the wood off a building. The sounds were deafening, and I was screaming, please, God, make it stop, make it stop. I begged and pleaded for the madness to just end, and when I couldn't take it any more, a beautiful sound arose in the distance. It was the telephone. God. God came for me. Then all at once, everything stopped. I opened my eyes and found myself back in the room again, only this time it was quiet. I could hear the sounds of machines and respirators. A nurse started calling out. He opened his eyes and a few doctors and nurses rushed into the room. I couldn't speak and I didn't know why. They were all in two dimensions again and everyone looked almost exactly alike. And I thought, is this what people really look like? Are we just all the same? Are we nothing but two-dimensional beings in a fake world? These people, they could have been the cause of the emotional pain I just went through, or it was the, their future, or mine. I just closed my eyes and was ready to give up on whatever the situation was that I somehow had gotten myself into. And at that moment, I didn't even wonder who I was. I didn't want to know, and it didn't really seem to matter. I just wanted to go back to my friends, those beautiful lights in that beautiful place of peace. A man leaned over my bed, which I have to assume was a doctor. He said that I wasn't going to be able to speak for a while. I was confused and I still wasn't sure where I was or what had happened to me. I didn't know me, and at this point I was just going through an experience of some kind, some kind of nightmare that I was completely aware of. Over time I would hear people talking. People were talking about me as if I wasn't there, but I was. Someone asked if I could hear them when they spoke to me and the reply would be, no, he's completely unconscious, but I could hear everything. I couldn't move or speak, but I could listen to them. I just wanted to scream out, I'm here, but I couldn't. All I could do was only exist. One night I started to feel as if I was floating completely weightless and then my vision came back. I was floating around a room And there I was, lying in the bed with tubes and machines all around me, and in me, and attached to me. I was actually seeing me. I thought to myself, I'm a mess. What happened? There were no answers for me. And in an instant, I started flying. I was just going down a road as if I was gliding through the air, close to the ground. It was the most wonderful feeling I have ever had. I went to many different places I've never been to before, like unknown cities and forests. Even in and out of people's houses. They didn't see me, or maybe they couldn't, but it didn't matter. I was having the time of my life. I was soaking in all the scenery, just enjoying the flight when I was pulled back into my body, and it was swift, but there wasn't any pain. It was like watching a scene in reverse, except I was in the scene. Once I got back into my body, I I felt movement, as if I was being taken somewhere, but I couldn't see where I was going. Apparently, I was back in that body that couldn't see, feel, or move, but I could hear people speaking. I started to feel scared and was unsure about what they were going to do to me, and then I heard that telephone ring again. I thought, God is coming, and I am so happy. I knew I could count on God. I could relax now. I was slowly learning or possibly remembering what it was like to not want to be in the physical world. I started to be able to distinguish when I was present while in my body and in the hospital room and when I was free from the body and just observing anything and everything as a consciousness. This may sound strange, but being out of the body was the most natural. The most natural way it should be and the way it actually is. When I was in my body, I felt confined, like wearing uncomfortable clothes. Unfortunately, my body was not working like it should from whatever sickness or trauma I was going through. So when I was in it, I could hear the voices sometimes, but couldn't see anything because I was either blind or my eyes were closed. I would try to move my body or a finger. Sometimes I would try to wiggle a toe, but I couldn't. Nothing. I was trapped in a room made of human, And it was terrifying. When I was out of the body, there was a feeling of lightness. There was no gravity or physical property of force. There was no up or down, no sideways. You were simply everywhere and anywhere you wanted to be. You could see the physical world, you could sense it, but you couldn't feel it. You are not bound by any natural laws of gravity, no walls could hold you. It was the most fantastic experience. Dreams are not dreams there wasn't a sequence to any thoughts. When you dream in your body, scenes, for the most part, are still linear. Our minds always react to time in the body. When you are free from your mind, everything is just happening, and what you choose to focus on will be the subject of this happening. You have much more control out of the body than you do in your body. That is how I could tell when I was truly free when I had escaped the body. There came a time when I started to be more present in my physical body. I didn't feel comfortable anymore, but I wasn't in any pain, and I didn't feel right. I felt confined and trapped, but there wasn't anything I could do. I started to realize where I was, and where I should be, and but where I shouldn't be. But it was somewhere I had to be for now, I didn't have a plan of any kind, I just had to stay where I was and go through the experience. People would come in and out of the room I was in and they would talk to me, but I couldn't understand what they were saying, it didn't make sense. On the one hand, I knew I was in some kind of trouble but had no idea how I got in that situation. All I could do was just lay there in that bed and observe. I had a lot of tubes sticking out of my body, and screens and monitors were making soft, steady, repetitive noises, beeps and sweeping noises. And the odd thing is, I could see and hear everything, but everyone else who came into the room to speak to me would mention that my eyes were not open and that I wasn't awake yet. They would have conversations like I wasn't there, but I was. I could see them, hear them, but I couldn't move or speak. Every once in a while, I would leave the body again. That is the only way I could explain it. When I was in my body, I couldn't move. When I wasn't, I felt free. I could walk around or move around. I could go wherever I wanted to, it seemed. When these people would come into the room, sometimes I would just leave, just go someplace else. It was painful at times to hear them because I couldn't understand exactly what was going on and they were trying to, what they were trying to accomplish. I did, however, know that they were trying to help me, but didn't quite know how. I felt terrible for them because they must have been just confused as I was. I thought to myself that I had just wanted this to end. I wanted this with all my heart. But I somehow knew it wasn't going to end like this. I knew deep down inside that no matter what, there could never be just nothing. I was figuring out that there is no death and no real unconsciousness. When I was not there, I was somewhere. There is absolutely, without a doubt, no way to end it all. To just close your eyes and not exist isn't a possibility. We are who we are for eternity. There came a point, though, where I just laughed and thought to myself, I give up. I'm just going to accept what is happening and explore it. And that I did. The moment that thought crossed my mind, it happened. I felt like I was every personality that ever was. It all started to come out of the oddest scenarios. I could feel what laughter felt like. Not just laughing but the concept of laughter. There must be a million different feelings connected to laughter and I was feeling all of them at the same time and then I would get the feeling of curiosity. Curiosity also felt different when you just let it go. I had no fear of being physically hurt so I wasn't afraid of anything. So there wasn't even a feeling of fear. Fear of being physically hurt is not possible when you're not in the body. You can do anything you want. However, there is a slight fear of the unknown, but not like you think. You see, knowing something that could physically happen to you is a fear only felt here on earth. But knowing that you could somehow be uh, startled or have a perception change is a different kind of fear. And you can't really even call it fear. Everything is perception. It's how you perceive it. I was allowed to think and feel anything I desired. What I quickly learned, though, is that there isn't really a need for negative emotions anymore. Once you have experienced the two sides of the coin, whichever side you prefer is the side you are in. It's that simple. When you focus on a particular perception or way of existing, it starts to become a reality. You are there. It's concrete and it's structured. It is more real than anything you will ever feel. The unfortunate thing is, I wasn't allowed to stay there i could only periodically visit this new way of being it wasn't time for me yet for whatever reason but while i had the chance i was going to enjoy it so as this state of being continued i could feel myself more and more being pulled back into the world i felt trapped in this world when the doctors and nurses resided when i was back in my body i felt very alone for some reason I thought that maybe there would be someone I knew around me, someone who cared about me instead of just people trying to keep me alive. I do have to cut them some slack though because to them I was just a large, unconscious being hooked up to machines whom they could not hear or see. I could though, sometimes I would just lay there and observe them. I could feel they were staying emotionally unattached to me. Maybe these people were afraid if they got close and I didn't come back it would affect them emotionally and that would seem to be a difficult thing for human beings. And who wants to tell the family that their son is gone? That's a strange thing to even think about. Even to them, I was gone, or had the world died, to me, I wasn't dead at all. I know that doesn't make sense. But I was here, and I was just feeling fine. It's quite comical, really. You're assumed dead, yet... You are more alive than you could ever have been. Once again, at some point, I started to see and participate in the oddest scenes and scenarios. I could not tell if they were dreams or not, but at this point, thoughts seemed to be more real than anything I remembered about life. I was observing some people walking through a jungle, I guess you could say. A jungle. It was just very green and exotic. The temperature was hot and humid, and I could sense they were looking for someone I knew they were looking for a cure, or someone to give them that cure. Don't ask me how I knew this, I just did. I then found myself sitting in the soft wet ground in this same jungle in an odd state of mind. I wasn't thinking about the past or future or anything, I was just enjoying the experience. All of a sudden, the very same people who I was observing in the jungle found me. They could see me, and they asked me for help. I reached for bugs on the ground, and then I put them in a cup. The cup was made out of a plant or something like a gourd, and I was adding herbs and these bugs to it along with water and stirring it all together. I handed the mixture to one of the people and they walked away, saying thank you in a language that wasn't English, but I knew exactly what they said, and I knew exactly what I had just made. One of the people had been bitten by something in the jungle and was becoming ill. What I made was an antibiotic or something. Who was I just now? I felt as if I remembered being that person, and I felt as if part of that person was going to be with me again. Between all these periods of events, it seemed like I would get some downtime. It wasn't sleeping. It was more like just being. I would be fully aware, but I would just be. I would never miss a moment and I never saw one coming or going. In this state of being, there wasn't any judging. I didn't feel hot or cold, angry or sad. The only emotion I could think to describe it is, literally, peace and love. To not have that body, that substantial awkward body that could feel pain and tingles and elements was really quite amazing. I realize now why we get to drop that physical aspect, but don't worry, it isn't permanent apparently. I find myself again in the body, but this time it was the body of a thin, dark-skinned man. The only thing I was wearing was some kind of short pants or covering of some sort. I don't recall precisely what it was made of, but I believe it was animal hide. This body felt healthy but tired. There were visible scars and there were scars in my memory, but it didn't seem to matter. I don't know how they got there or how they came about. The most prominent feeling in this person was the emotion of sadness. I was standing on a cliff overlooking the ocean. The waves were calm and slowly rolled in, quietly crashing against the cliff walls far below. The sun felt really hot and the sky produced very few clouds. All I could think of was how I was going to miss this place. The feeling of the warm stones beneath my feet and the salty smell of the ocean below. I felt a sense of bravery and knowing that the end was near and i knew what i had to do in the blink of an eye i found myself in a battle with others who were like me but they were the enemy they were trying to take what was ours and i could hear the sounds of sharp sticks and spears hitting against each other as we fought for our rights there were screams from the men who were being stabbed and beaten these were not screams of terror only from pain the adrenaline rushed through my body as i tried to kill as many as i could I did not think about the life I was taking, nor did I worry about my own. The purpose was to protect what was collectively ours so our families could continue living in this place we called home. It had nothing to do with my honor. It seemed instinctually something that had to be done and was expected of me. I suddenly felt a pain that burned like a hot torch to my skin simultaneously in my back and side. It was only a brief moment and then the pain was gone and so was I. That war had ended for me, and I immediately felt as everything was going to be okay. I had no worries, no remorse, no punishment, just a sense of an experience. Looking back at this memory, I know that if I knew then what I was able to see that place again, to smell the water, hear the waves, maybe I wouldn't have fought for it. Perhaps I would have shared this place with others instead of killing them for something that belonged to the world, to the universe, and not just to me. It seems we never really lose anything. We get to see it again. It may be in a memory or as another being, but nevertheless, it's always with us. It seems that our past and who we are, are accessible whenever it is needed. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode, and just need to remind you that there is never any reason to be afraid of death. Death simply does not exist, it's a transformation into another part of your life. If you notice at the end of this, I did speak about past lives that were shown to me. That's also another part of it, which I'll do in another episode, but in the meantime, Go on and do what you need to do while you're here. Enjoy your life and know that it never, ever ends. Never. I can guarantee you that. I'd like to thank you once again for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to me at david at or you can find out more about me on my website, theywhispertome.com. If you'd like a reading, go ahead and choose anything on the website and add the code mystics 2020 and it'll take 10% off any reading that you choose. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, please download, and please share with your friends. Have a great day. Bye-bye.